on this episode of Why Watch That. But because of Georgie's circumstance, people are giving her the side eye shade, not even realizing that the woman is there in church on Sunday. Mm. Wrong. Messed up. Where's the color purple at the end of the movie? Mm. God's trying to tell you something right okay. now. Something. Right now. Right now. They need to be told something. <laughs> and a lot of it has to do with the good old S-E-X. Mm. Mm -hmm. Where's Rick James when you need him? Mm. He's a very girl. You know that thing. Mm -hmm. Who don't know that thing? The kind you don't take home they to mama? Mama. Mm -mm, don't mm -hmm. do it. Wait a minute. You're not going to say the rest of it, though. <laughs> <laughs> if you are in court trying to get money from somebody via an injury, wear your cast. Please. Wear your neck brace. All the time. They are you always know. watching. Listen to that schema, everybody. You hear that? <laughs> <laughs> when have we ever seen a deputy mayor like this? He could be the mayor. <laughs> Forget that he could be the governor or the president, the way this man acts. He has a bodyguard with him who has an attitude for some reason. I don't know why he had an attitude. Tom Cruise in that wig, though. I always think about that. It's hilarious. <laughs> we, it's wiggy in this one, too, for Lestat. It's real wiggy. <laughs> I'm going to put one of the wigs on and be Lestat. <laughs> Can't you see it? Can't you see it? Oh, yes, I can totally <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to Why Watch That, your guide to the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. We're on a quest to go from channel to channel, platform to platform, and festival to festival to help you figure out what you want to watch. We do all the work so you don't have to. So get ready for some unexpectedly candid and entertaining reviews that will help you answer the ultimate question. Why watch that? Hey, welcome to another episode of Why Watch That. I am Brandy, the producer joined by... Chauncey the Critic, and this is the fourth time <laughs> we are recording this episode. I can't even. You know what? At this point, producer, you could do the review. Go ahead. <laughs> I think I totally could. <laughs> I think we should enter this into the Guinness World Book of Records. Um, <laughs> for the most times an episode is why watch that history? Um, but guys, if you are listening to us and you want to see the expressions on our faces because of this exciting opportunity to um, record this four times check us out on youtube we are now there you can see us um why watch that searching in the youtube bar youtube.com forward slash why watch that or on the why watch that.com website so uh yeah all mm -hmm. things all things and we, we 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 love you guys and this is why we've recorded this four times, because there is a level of quality that we want to make sure that we provide um, for you. So if you respect that quality, um, mm. want to see when the next thing comes out, hit the subscribe button. There's a bell down there. So, you know, we're working hard in the background. Um, Loving you is easy because you're beautiful. Yes. <laughs> All right, now let's let's get into the review. I mean, if we had the time, we could have a little fun, and I could review it based off of the um, because <laughs> <laughs> we want to get this to you guys today. So, TV season premieres. Um, we're gonna kick it off with Young Sheldon. Young Sheldon is brought to us by CBS. It's going into season six. It's already been renewed for season seven. And um, as we know, if you all watch that listener, Critic is a big fan of Young Sheldon. He has a couple of problems with the end of season five. So we're going to check in with him to see how he feels um, season six kicked off um, and if he's going to continue to watch. So let us know. Yeah. And you know, the very end of season five, they got it back together again 
Um, it was just before that. Now, this comes to us from Chuck Lorre, of course, who created the precursor of this show, The Big Bang Theory. Remember, though, you don't have to have seen The Big Bang Theory to watch Young Sheldon. And it's also created by Stephen Malaro. So at the opening of season six, we still are dealing with Georgie and the woman he impregnated. Now, my problem was in season five, they went into drama and it's a sitcom and you've got to do that in a balanced way. It happens, we know, but they went too far into drama. Something Blackish did as well, but they didn't go as far as Blackish. I will give them that. So here, my problem especially was Georgie lied to this woman, impregnated her. She didn't know she was with like a 16-year-old. She's like 10 years older. It all comes out, of course. Who gets blamed? Georgie alone. No, 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 no. You're an adult. You're responsible. Doesn't matter if somebody lied. Or maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. I don't know. Oh. But I know this. For Georgie's mom, also Sheldon's mom, and for Mima, their grandmother, to be angry at Georgie but loving and, and holding of the grown woman. Mm-mm. Mm. But what's going on now? Well, at the start, Georgie and Mima, because they're in this illicit business where they have this, you know, slot machine thing at the back of a laundromat. <laughs> so they do something together that gets them in hot water. They're in jail. They need to be bailed out. And while they're in jail, they get to talk. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Mm. Who's going to come get them? Now, keep in mind that Mima has all kinds of suitors throughout the seasons of Young Sheldon, and one of them is played by Craig T. Nelson, yes, coach himself. But he dumped Mima. Mm. Why? You'll find out. And does he want her back, or would he rather lord something over her head? Does she want him back? Now, there's also the father. Georgie and his dad, they have a heart to heart about what it means to be a father because Georgie does want to be a good father when the baby eventually comes. Mm. Is it possible? Now, outside of that, we also have, of course, Sheldon's mom. Now, Sheldon's mom was the secretary at their church, you know, very religious. But because of Georgie's circumstance, people are giving her the side eye shade, not even realizing that the woman is there. In church on Sunday. Mm. Wrong. Messed up. Where's the color purple at the end of the movie? Mm. God's trying to tell you something right tell now. Something. Right now. Right now. They need to be told something. <laughs> and somebody is going to tell them. Who would that be? You could guess. Who's going to stand up in church and say, excuse me? <laughs> or now, excuse me. People <laughs> so upset that little Sheldon is growing up. That's what happens. But his voice did drop. Like, in this season, you're like, well, whoa. Like, hey. <laughs> Albert Einstein. <laughs> now, there's also Missy, uh, Sheldon's twin sister. She has never been on this grown woman's side who was impregnated by Georgie. She's telling the truth. And she continues to do so in season six to the woman. Hmm. But what does the woman say to her in return? They do have an exchange. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind. So that's where we start season six. And look, they are back to what they know how to do. They know how to write. They know how to balance. All of that is here. I enjoyed the first episode of season six. I look forward to the remaining ones. I feel pretty safe with them, producer. I just think it was a blip. That happens to all of us. Mm -hmm. So if you've seen Young Sheldon, of course, you're going to keep watching. If you haven't and you're interested, certainly start. But know this. If you're going to start from the beginning to stream it, you have to go to HBO Max for seasons one through five. The current season will be on Paramount Plus if you decide to stream it. There you go. All right. There you go. Now, next up on the list is another favorite of the critics, um, Romney, going into season three brought to us by Hulu. So how do you feel about season three, critic? Oh, boy. So for Romney right now, Rami himself, the creator of it, mm -hmm. and his good friend who is also in Rami, Mo, they created another show called Mo on Netflix. So now we have these two shows, and they both explore the immigrant experience, but from different perspectives. Because for Mo, 
he's not a legal citizen of the U.S. Not yet. Should be. So Mo shows his journey to try to become legal. Different for Rami, who is a first generation Egyptian American. He's a citizen. He was born here. So his question is, how can I reconcile being a Muslim and being in the West? Is it possible to take the best of those two worlds and live a good life? Or am I doomed? And a lot of it has to do with the good old S-E-X. Mm -hmm. Where's Rick James when you need him? Mm. She's a very tricky girl. You know that thing. Mm-hmm. Who don't know that thing? The kind you don't take home they to mama? Take home to mama. Mm-mm, don't mm-hmm. do it. Wait a minute. We're not going to say the rest of it, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is a PC show. PG. <laughs> so I love that they have both of these shows, actually. I really do. Um, the first season of Rami, I loved. Second one, I thought was very good. Mo, I thought was good to very good as well. What about season three of Rami now? Well, Mr. Rami, we know in season two, met Mahershala Ali's character, who was guiding him on the spiritual journey. He even gave Rami a dog and said, you need to be more like this dog. I love that moment. (laughs) Rami's like, what does that even mean? (laughs) Exactly. I'm going to become a spiritual leader and say stuff like that. (laughs) Here's an egg. When this egg hatches, you will then know. <laughs> now, as a result of this relationship, Rami meets Zainab, the daughter of Mahershala's character. They get married. Shortly after they get married, like really shortly after, Zainab finds out something about Rami, what he did that is not good. Divorce. So that's where we start season three. And Rami comes to find out that he owes $100,000 to Zainab because of that failed marriage. Her representatives come to him and tell him that, and they have an attitude about it. Now, this means that Rami's got to get this money. Well, how could he do so? Well, he has his uncle. Remember, his uncle works in the jewelry trade in precious gems and other things. Maybe he can make money that way. And as a result of working with his uncle, he gets in league with some Israelis. Now, is this going to fly? him working with Israelis and the things they do to make money, but he got to get that hundred K. Okay. And here's the thing that I have to say about this. If you are owed money from someone and they give it to you, you can't then judge how they got it unless it's illegal, but you shouldn't take illegal money. If you take the money, quiet. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. Or don't. Don't take it. I'm just saying. So if you want to judge, judge, let's not, well, you know the the line. (laughs) Watch out. I'm just saying. So that's what Rami's big journey in season three. And he has to encounter certain things that is very uncomfortable. It is Rami. Everything here is uncomfortable. Everybody here is a mess. We're all in uncomfortable situations with them, sometimes way too uncomfortable, Mm. like in season two. Mm. Okay. Like, even at some point, producer, he meets someone played by somebody who was in Girls. I'll say that much. This character is, I'll say, influenced by the Lord of the Rings without giving it all away. Mm -hmm. So one of the questions is, what does Rami have to give up? What's the cost of what he's doing Mm -hmm. but do they stick the landing i'll Mm -hmm. come back to that later now there's also rami's parents they are fighting Mm -hmm. they have one big fight at the end of episode three where the mother tells the father hey look we agreed i would raise the kids you would make the money because right now the father's lost his job he put this money into this land venture in egypt that's going bust not good. Mm-hmm. Now he says to her, How well did you raise those kids again? Ooh. Ooh. And see, this is the kind of thing I like in art. When everybody's held accountable, the characters really speak like the character would speak, whether we agree with them or not. So we can see that play out and get out of my way as a viewer. Give us room to think, give us room to have our own take on things. Mm-hmm. Don't preach. Mm-hmm. Well, like, no doubt said, don't speak. Don't speak. I know I just know what, what you're saying. Yeah. 
<laughs> so please stop explaining. There you go. Don't tell me because it hurt. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, there you go. Now the question is, what's going to happen with these two? They're having trouble, you know, paying the mortgage. Are they going to get divorced? Mm. You know, what's the work situation? Because mom is working like some sort of delivery service. Dad joins her and messes things up. It's a mess. It's Rami. Mm -hmm. Now, there's also Rami's younger sister, and she is on the path to becoming a lawyer. She's preparing to take the bar. Everything looks great. She's going to change the world. She even has a client lined up for when she passes the bar. Mm -hmm. Lined up. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. How does the firm receive that? And what happens with her? Because she is another mess. And just like Rami, she has problems with the S-E-X. Really, everybody does except for the, well, no, everybody does. <laughs> I was going to say an exception. Everybody does in this show. So in this season, she meets a guy. How is the question? You'll see. Nobody wants to meet anybody this way. I'll put it that way. But the question is, is she the one seducing him? Is that okay? And what comes of that? I mean, this guy is the biggest doormat I've ever seen. Mm. But they gave him a line producer later on in the season. I was just like, no. but Because, excuse me, a doormat's not going to say, you should stand up to your parents. That's what I do, essentially. No, you don't. I, don't. I didn't believe that for a second. What are you talking about? There's no evidence that you stand up to even a fly. Mm. Again, trust the characterization. Let's, you know, it's got to make sense. Mm -hmm. Now, there's also Rami's two friends, including Mo and the doctor friend. The doctor and his wife, when they got married, they agreed to have kids. The wife changed her mind. He's not happy about that, but he hasn't really told her. And there's even a scene where he gets counsel and somebody says to him, wait, you haven't told her? Bye. See ya. Mm -hmm. Now, he'll do anything else to have a kid, including things I will not discuss in polite or impolite company. Mm. You will see that. And in that same episode, Mo was being Mo. So that's where we land. And then there's Rami's other friend. And, you know, he's always wanted to date and find a woman. Does he get that? And what does he do in regard to Rami in this season? Mm -hmm. The judgment. Nobody here can judge anyone. No one. Mm -mm. So now for my review. First three episodes leading up to the parents' big fight. Excellent. I was like, I mean, my brother and I were watching this. We would pause it and talk. Mm -hmm. It was that engaging. Mm -hmm. Because the thing about this show is they're pathetic. They complain. But if they go after something in the midst of that, that's the gold. Rami's struggling to get this money. He has all kinds of problems. In the midst of trying to hold on to his faith and, and make up for all of his past wrongs, not commit for future wrongs, okay, the parents are going at each other. They're going after something. Mm -hmm. But then after episode three, it starts being complaining and pathetic, and that's it. Mm. That's not for me. Mm. It might be for you. I just thought there were ideas they had that weren't fully fleshed out. Now, toward the end of the season, they kind of got it back, but it like it's like they popped a balloon for me because the thing about this show that really is what makes it great is that they take something you may not know a world you may not understand and make it relatable mm -hmm. that's art you create your world we enter and understand that's what they've done so well after episode three i felt like i was on the outside looking in frankly so if we think of rami and mo let's say i would put this last this season Rami season one, Rami season two, and then Moe's season one. And then we drop after episode three for season three of Rami. Now, you all check it out for yourselves. If you haven't seen Rami and you'd like anything I said, I say certainly start. Why not? Mm -hmm. It's great at the beginning, definitely. And go as far as you can. If you finish season two, of course, you're going to start season three. But remember, you watch what you want to watch, not what I tell you to watch. It just felt like Atlanta to me, what they did mm -hmm. in their last season. Just like, mm, is this why I started watching the show? I don't know. So mixed bag here. Hmm. Next. Got it. All right. Well, 
You watch what you want to watch and critic will drink what he wants to drink. What does this mean? What are we talking about? It is time for a coffee break. Critic does not drink coffee particularly, but <laughs> we... You made me sound like, I don't know, Fred Sanford drinking Ripple. <laughs> what are you talking about? Or Shan Pimple. Shan Pimple. <laughs> champagne and Ripple. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, buymeacoffee.com is a place where you can support the work that we do here at Why Watch That. Now, buy me a coffee <laughs> allows you to support our show for as little as $5. Um, as little as $5 or purchase one of our digital TV tracking tools to help you manage your content content watching, content consuming experience. Um, so yeah, buymeacoffee.com forward slash why watch that is one way that you can support our show. In addition to that, you can like, subscribe, comment. Um, as always, we love comments um, because it helps us to figure out the kind of content that you guys want. And also it's an opportunity for you to extract some of that stuff that the critic may have watched, but did not make the list. Um, and we can get some bonus episodes going that way so yet again thanks as always for supporting us at why watch that and if you want to as critic says give us some give us some support that what that folds and doesn't jingle um oh buymeacoffee.com yes why watch we appreciate the kind that jingles (laughs) we'd rather have the kind that folds of course come on now at the black awareness rally don't play around come on now (laughs) thank you the children are future. <laughs> Thank you. Thank All right. you. That's right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, like what you said, though, seriously, everybody, if there's something that we haven't reviewed and you'd like to hear our opinion, let us know in the comments. It's probably been seen but not spoken. So careful. Right. But there you go. We'll pay attention and we will cover anything that you've missed. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Now. Back to our regularly scheduled program. TV series premieres. <laughs> CBS is bringing us So Help Me Todd. So what is So Help Me Todd? Who's in it? Who should be watching? So this uh, was created by Scott Prendergast. It stars Marsha Gay Harden. I could stop there. Yeah. Along with Skylar Aston. So here's what happened. All right. Marsha plays Margaret. Margaret is a high-powered defense attorney at a big firm. And, you know, she's a partner. She has three children. Uh, Her older son is the chief of staff for the governor of Oregon. He's so important he doesn't show up in the show, (laughs) not in the pilot at least. (laughs) Her daughter is a doctor. I mean, batting two for two. And her younger son, played by Skyler, Todd, was a private detector, detective. He is not anymore because he and his partner got into some legal trouble. Mm. Who's to blame? So he no longer has a license. And he and Margaret haven't really spoken for two years. They haven't had a conversation. Mm. Why not? Mm. Now, right now, Todd is working for an insurance company investigating insurance fraud. Mm. Let me tell y'all something. If you are in court trying to get money from somebody via an injury, wear your cast. Please. Wear your neck brace. All the time. They are always watching. Listen to that schema, everybody. You hear that? (laughs) (laughs) Schema. Wear it in the shower. Yep. Everywhere. To the bathroom, get your coffee. (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) come on y'all so he's doing that kind of thing now what happens is margaret is moving out of the house into a new house of course with her husband now her husband isn't the father of her kids but they've been together she's moving where's he going because he's disappeared todd might be able to help her find him Now, he has some methods to investigate that might not be quite legal, but can you really argue if he's helping you out or is he? Mm. And he also figures out a way way to potentially help Margaret out with a case because he overhears and quotes something 
that might be pertinent information. Does she want to receive it? And keep in mind that at her firm, her investigator is about to go on maternity leave. Is there an opening for Todd? Is it possible? Now, it's not just Margaret who has a problem with him. There's someone who works at the firm that Todd tries to come in and, you know, say, hey, give me this and give me that. And the guy's like, I know who you are. No. Is that going to pose a problem? Also, Todd's ex works at the firm. What's that going to be like? Mm -hmm. So that's really the opening. So help me. Here's the thing about this show. The music. I mean, whoever composed it, they need a raise because the music is doing all the work. It's that kind of light music when you think something's in the air, something's about to happen. You know, this isn't some big thriller. Like, okay, we're, yeah, let's move it along. Because we got to move right past these lines. <laughs> let's get our little dance going with the music. They should just release the soundtrack. Yeah. If Marsha Gay Harden can't make it all work, you got a problem. Mm. Now, this is why I watch that, though. Should you watch it? I think for a lot of people, producer, including you, it really won't matter. You're not that demanding. You just be like, okay, the music is moving along. The pace is moving along. The, we have this familiar premise. It's a legal drama with a twist between the mother and the son. That's enough. I don't have to pay too much attention to it. And I could my way through it. <laughs> Now, the only the only challenge producer is going to be for you. When do you break away from law and order to watch one of these episodes? Is it after season 1000 of Law and Order that you do it? I'm sorry, Law and Order SVU. Thank you. For you. Yeah. For some for my brand. Now, look, we talked about this before. They should do Law and Order SUV. It would be the Law and Order version of the Lincoln Lawyer. You have somebody in the SUV traveling around giving services. And maybe the cops chase them. That way we could really have a good show. There you go. So, uh, Dick Wolf, your next show, there you go. Law and Order SUV. Let's talk, Dick. Let's make it happen. What's next? See, you're ready to watch Law and Order SUV. You probably like, no, that's my new favorite now. <laughs> as long as they don't have the characters from Criminal Intent in it, I'm good to go. Uh-oh. Um, Ooh. But they were, they were annoying characters. But CBS. I didn't say that. I didn't say it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm saying. I could not watch that franchise. Um, CBS is also bringing us East New York. Um, and if you don't know, East New York is a community in Brooklyn. Um, so more than likely, it's about Brooklyn. And um, But what specifically is it about and who should be watching? Yes. Yeah, so uh, this is created by William Finkelstein and Mike Flynn. And it stars a bunch of good actors, I do have to say. So Amanda Warren is the lead character. She plays newly minted Deputy Inspector Regina Haywood. And Regina was a beat cop, all that kind of stuff. So the question is, how does she get where she is? Did she earn it or is it for other reasons? Mm. Now, since she has experience as a cop, throughout her career, she's wanted to change some things up. She thinks there's some things they could do to make, you know, the whole relationship between the cops and the community better. Mm -hmm. So now's her opportunity to do that in East New York, a place that nobody really pays attention to, unfortunately. But fortunately for her, that's good. Because then she can implement some reforms and see how they work and not be bothered as long as the numbers aren't alarming. Mm -hmm. So that's the check. She's got to make sure the numbers don't go too crazy Mm because then people are going to come looking. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're going to. I see. You're like, I'm coming. (laughs) Yeah. In my SUV. Serious. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Lord on SUV. They drive into East New York and check up on. The deputy inspector. Listen, now, they love to do those crossover shows. I think that would be perfect. <laughs> but Law and Order is NBC, not CBS, so they can't do that. Oh, good point. I think there was a time in history when there was a crossover between networks. I can't sure. remember what the show was. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. Back to East. Now, her boss is Assistant Chief John Suarez, played by Jimmy Smits. Mm-hmm. Now he's aligned with the reform thing, but he also wants her to be a boss. 
you got to make sure your people are in line. Mm -hmm. Are they always going to agree? You'll find out. Now, there's also the deputy mayor. <laughs> He's one of my favorites, this, this mayor character. He's crazy. Deputy mayor, I should say. When have we ever seen a deputy mayor like this? He could be the mayor. <laughs> Forget that he could be the governor or the president, the way this man acts. He has a bodyguard with him who has an attitude for some reason. I don't know why he had an attitude. And he tells uh, the deputy inspector, he's like, look, let me tell you something, Regina. Whatever you do, it goes through me. Give me a call. She's like, do I really need to call you for this? Yes. Mm. Mm. Because there's a development in the works in East New York. And of course, this comes with a major developer. This deputy mayor is courting that relationship. He wants that money, 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 money. What? Okay, come on now. He ain't got work to do, though. He wants you to do the work. <laughs> he got so, of course, that's right. <laughs> I got a job, baby. <laughs> Stop it. Now. Of course, this developer is going to be involved in some sort of case or crime, and you, we'll see how that resolves. But that deputy mayor, I mean, we haven't seen something this funny since the current season of The Good Fight uh, with Andre Brower's character, Richard. I mean, the way those two are walking around, my goodness, we all need help. <laughs> now, those are the big wigs. What about, you know, the cops and detectives uh, within her purview? We do have two detectives and they have a lot of experience. So how do they receive Regina? How does she receive them? Do they even agree with each other on how to receive G Regina? <laughs> so one of these partners is played by Kevin Rankin. He's detective first grade, Tommy Killian. And Tommy has something he wants to do outside of his cop duties, his detective duties. He and his wife want to own a bar especially his wife. Now he's got to have some money to do this. Is he going to raise the money or is she going to go to her father for the money? He's like, you ain't going to your father for no money. She's like, uh, we'll get the money then. Okay. They do end up with the bar in the end, but how? And then for his partner, who's played by Elizabeth Rodriguez, who was, in Orange is the New Black. Uh, she was Dasha Polanco's mother in that show. What's going on with her? How she receive her partner? And what kind of detective is she? Mm -hmm. Now there's also Ruben Santiago Hudson's character. He's the OG cop. You know, he has a newbie cop that he's mentoring. And of course the newbie needs a lot of help. But he also has his eye on a young cop. Uh, she's been doing it for under three years because she decides to be a guinea pig in one of Regina's experiments. And this is, hey, any volunteers, someone go live in the projects. That way you can relate directly to the people you police. She's the one who volunteers. OG cop is like, really? Are you sure? Now, is he just being, you know, paternalistic or does he have a point? And there's also one more character played by Richard Kind. He's somebody who wants to be the right-hand man of Regina. But she's warned about this by Jimmy Smith's character. Why? And is there a reason for that warning? It's Richard Kind. I mean, it's kind of like, what is Richard Kind going to do? <laughs> so that's setting it up. I've really set this up for them so well. Because at the start of this pilot, you know, I was thinking about one thing. I was thinking about like 20 years ago, if I went to film school and this would be my first project, it would look like something like this. Or maybe I would do a better job. <clears throat> now, I know it's a pilot. And if you don't understand pilots, everybody, they come with their own budget, essentially. So it's different from if they pick the show up. So they might be doing it on the cheap. And CBS certainly did. I, come on, y'all. <laughs> I think they just paid the actors and said, you know, find whatever is around to film it. Good luck. <laughs> That's how it looked. At, I'm serious. Like if I'm looking at background actors, we call them now extras formally. If I'm looking at extras going, what are you doing? That's not the extras fault. Mm. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> Sorry. 
Come on, y'all. Go to Lean On Me. Look at how they use extras. That's how we want to do it. You know, go to that meeting, the first one when Mrs. Barrett stands up. How dare you talk to these people about welfare? That one. Come on. Now, it improves slightly over the course of the pilot. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll say that the cast holds it together. Mm. Thankfully, they have them. Mm. My goodness. So why watch it? Think about Blue Bloods. Mm -hmm. If you take the family stuff out of it, replace it with a fledgling cop family, you'd have something like this. The beginning of this Mm -hmm. could be going in that direction. Is it as good as Blue Bloods now? No. Otherwise, if you just like cop shows, any of them, why not add this to the list? Mm. The producer is like, check. (laughs) Right after Law & Order SUV. East New York. East New York. <laughs> Just to watch the evolution, I'd, I'd be down. I want to see if they're going to get more. Supposed evolution. We don't know it's going to evolve. It, it, that it has to evolve based on what you just said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> has to evolve. All right. Next in our TV series premieres, we have Interview with a Vampire, brought to us by AMC, um, and it's actually um, what do you call it? It's already been renewed for season two. Um, and we know, I mean, we know it's about, we know it's about a vampire. More than, mm-hmm, I think so. If that's being interviewed, oh, oh. I think so. Um, oh, it's the interview that tells you it's about the vampire, yeah, not the vampire part that right. tells you. Right. <laughs> and more, than, more than likely, um, something to do with the movie uh, that, that kind of came out, you know, by the same name. So. Yeah, yeah, it really goes back to Anne Rice's uh, original novel, Hmm. which the movie was based on, of course, and which the show is based on. Same title for all of them. Um, Unfortunately, Anne is no longer with us, but her son is, and they're both credited as executive producers. Does that pay off? Hmm. Now, we still have Louis and Lestat, the two vampires that you saw in the film played by Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise in that wig, though. I always think about that. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> we it's wiggy in this one too for Lestat. It's real wiggy. <laughs> I would put one of them wigs on and be Lestat. <laughs> Can't you see it? Can't you see it? Oh, yes, I can totally. <laughs> anyway. Oh my goodness. So the interview is with Daniel Malloy, and Daniel is played by Eric Bogosian, a wonderful actor. Um, So in this case, it's not Christian Slater. He's much older. He's at the end of his journalistic career. And actually, Louis is the vampire he interviews. He had interviewed Louis as a younger man. Mm. Mm. What's their relationship like? But that interview didn't go out. Why not? So now's a chance for a do-over, and Louis invites him over to his, you know, highfalutin digs, and keeps him there as long as the interview goes. This is over days and days and days. They feed the man. Louis gets fed with what? Mm. Just keep in mind the kind of vampire Louis is. He doesn't really want to kill. So you know, if you volunteer your neck, he'll take it. It's that kind of thing. And that was one of the issues between him and Lestat, as we find out, as he tells his story again. So you'll see what eating is like for them. And keep in mind, from Daniel's perspective, he's a human in front of a predator, a murderer. Murderer. Mm. So you have that dynamic. And then Louis takes us back to 1910. In 1910, he was living in New Orleans, and he was in charge of his family's money, their estate, because his father died uh, not too long before uh, when he starts. And the father did a great job of building wealth, but toward the end of his life, it started going downhill. So Louis had to save the family fortune, go into a different business, essentially. And this business is this. He buys a bunch of homes, puts some people in it, and they will come to get their needs met. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Are you working nine to five? No, you working five to nine. Five to nine. See, don't talk like that. Then people are like, oh, you know all about it. You don't know nothing about that life. Don't say that to these people. I've watched all kinds <laughs> of docu-series, okay? <laughs> See, I, all kinds of things are coming up for me to say, and I'm not going up. <laughs> I'm not going to name any of those titles because they are completely not PC, as you called it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so this is a way for him to have not only money, but also influence. Because who are his clientele going to be? Mm-hmm. So keep in mind that Louis is Creole. He's played by Grey Worm from uh, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jacob Anderson. But really, he's his name is Grey Worm. Jacob, change your name to Grey Worm. <laughs> <laughs> so what's that dynamic like? So. A black man with power, are people going to check him? But can they check him too much? You know, you better watch out, even before he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. Now, Louis has a younger brother who's very religious, really is. Um, I mean, he would be the kind of person who would take those those whips that they used to use and you whip yourself, you, you know, oh. self-flagellation. Mm-hmm. It's that serious for him. Mm-hmm. It's really serious. Okay. And he and Louis don't see eye to eye. They literally fight in the streets, mm. the dirt streets in 1910. And because of that fight, Louis comes to the attention of Lestat. Mm. So Louis de Pont du Lac, or Louis of Lake Point. See, if we take it out of French, it just sounds so, <laughs> you know, regular, normal. Mm-hmm. Pedestrian. See, I wasn't going to say that, but thank you. Mm-hmm. So they can come after you. Now. <laughs> so Lestat de Lioncourt goes, who is this person, Louis? Remember Lestat as a vampire has powers. He can read your mind. He can implant things in your mind, mm-hmm. words, thoughts, images. He can get into your body, your soul, your spirit. So he goes, this isn't food. This is a companion. And he'll stop at nothing for that to be the case. Now, there is a way that he gets his hooks or his fangs into Louis. And it is via Louis's brother. Now, Louis also has a sister who's just a ray of sunshine. She's one of the most understanding people ever written. And you'll see what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. She has opinions, but she'll hold them back. A very polite kind of person. Someone I hope to be in my future life. (laughs) And then there's Mama. And, you know, Mama's happy about this impending wedding. She's not so happy about Louis, though. She doesn't quite like the way Louis relates to his brother, Mm. her youngest child. And Mama's played by Radong Chong. Now, it's been so long since I've seen Radon. It was so nice to see her here. And everybody hold on to yourselves. But whenever I think of Radon, I think of one movie. Soul Man. I know. Yes. Do you know that? Producer, stop it. No. Don't know Soul Man. No. So this was C. Thomas Howell, Mm -hmm. who's white. Mm -hmm. And I think it was he wanted to go to college, but he couldn't get in as a white guy. Mm. So he takes like this pill and becomes black. It gets in. <laughs> I've probably seen this, but I don't remember the name. That is from like 1986. They would never do that again. At the time, it was controversial because he was oh, a black face. Now it would never fly. No. <laughs> Soul man. And the name. Racism be charming. <laughs> 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 so that's I, uh, that's what I think of when I think of Radon Chong because she played his girlfriend. Mm. And as a kid, I remember going, "Oh, look at Radon Chong, <laughs> not old man." Old man. Uh-huh. I mean, check it out if you dare. It's just so bad. Like, it, like it's weekend. so bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> Even at the time, it's not like anybody was like, "Oh, this is good." We were all like, "This is so bad." But was it? A good kind of bad? I don't know. So that's Radon. She <laughs> is the matriarch here. 
And we know what's going to happen. Lestat's going to get his way. But what does that do to Louis? And one of the changes outside of the racial addition they have here is sexual. Because, look, we know when they make the vampires attractive, like in Twilight and True Blood and whatever else, and Anne Rice's stuff, there's always some sort of, like, undertone where you go, what is the sexuality here? Mm -hmm. But in this show, they take that away. Rather quickly, we learn that Louis actually is gay. So he's got to deal with that. He realizes this because of Lestat. Mm -hmm. And he's got to deal with becoming a vampire when that happens. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole cauldron of mess. And then what's going on with his family as well. He might be doomed. Mm -hmm. So the question is, as he transitions into a vampire, what's going to happen between him and Lestat? We know they're going to break up at some point because the interview does not include Lestat unless he's going to pop out. Who knows? Maybe they will do that in like season 10. I have no, one, I have no idea. <laughs> or he's, instead of popping out, he would rise from his <laughs> Now for the review. One of my questions was, so we're being explicit about Louis being gay. Okay. That presents some opportunities. However, it takes away the mystery. Because with those attractive vampires thing, there's always that question in your head as you're watching, what are they really? They take that away. Is that a good thing? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Because the question would be, if you turn this from a movie into a TV show, well, what would be the question for you, producer, if you are making this now a TV show with seasons? It's not a miniseries. Are we going to be able to like stretch it out, make it last, keep it interesting? That would be my. That would point. be the question, right? Do you think they're going to be able to do that with this story? What do you think? I don't know. I'm not hopeful, but I also <laughs> haven't read the book. Do so you understand? So I don't know right. the source material, right? So if I knew the source material, I might, you know, you know. And there are multiple books. Yeah, like a whole bunch. All right. So they got know. more books than they would have seasons. All right. So, but is it going to wear out or not? Yeah, we don't right. know. Yeah. And that was my thing, too. This was an opportunity for them to milk that mystery, really draw us in. And then you can reveal that later right. on if you'd like. I just thought that may have been a missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, so that changed to me. I don't know. We'll see what they do with it. Um, by the way, you can watch this on AMC, as you were saying, producer, but also via AMC Plus. If you stream it via that service, of course, you have to pay. But you also get a bunch of other things. You get BBC America stuff. You get Shudder. You get Sundance Now. You get the AMC stuff early. I think it's a week early. Mm. I watched it that way. They were showing some stuff. I was like, there's no way they're showing this on AMC. Just so you know. Mm. Okay. okay. Yeah, ain't no way. Body parts and stuff. And I was just like, wow. Hmm. So just so you know, that's, <laughs> that's <Okay>. there. <laughs> so that was one question. Now, another thing, of course, they changed Louis from a Frenchman who came to the U.S. and, you know, had a family plantation, remember the movie, to a Creole man. So is this canonical? No. And my thing is with changes of, of certain texts, you know, some people get upset about this and then we start hurling words at people, whether it's accurate or not. I'm not here to say. What I am here to say is, is it good? That's my question. I don't care what word you use. I don't care what your intent is. Let's make it inclusive and diverse. Fine. Is it good? I think we're losing that in these conversations. Mm -hmm. When you look at the reports of some of this stuff, they don't even mention whether it's good. That bothers me. Mm. I don't like hiding behind important things and, you know, just shoehorning underneath diversity some trash. Mm. Is that the case here? No. Mm, okay. First two episodes I've seen, I'd say that it's good overall. And the the main thing that makes it good, producer, for me, it has a deceptive, just a deceptively smooth momentum. It glides along like a nasty little vampire. Mm. Because while they do have these beautiful, wonderful, attractive vampires, remember, if you go to Dracula by Bram Stoker, this was a stinking mess, Dracula. Literally stinking. His breath stunk. It's in the book. Bilal was like, I'm not that bad. Okay, so all you people in House Party, you don't know stinking breath. No. And the thing is, you are in the grip of Dracula, who's 
thinking and everything. Oh my gosh. Mm. See, that's one way to do it. We don't have that here. <laughs> But it is good. And again, a lot of it has to do mo with momentum, because even for the stuff that doesn't quite work, they keep it gliding along. Mm. Now, one of my major problems, really the major problem I had watching the first two episodes. The way they handle his transition into a vampire via his brother, they changed the order of it from what Anne wrote. I don't think they did a good job of that because it didn't quite make sense to me. Okay. Because originally the progression is he has an argument with his brother, which leads to an event. Then he becomes the vampire. In this case, instead of an argument, they're like having one of the best moments of their lives, a very tender moment. It just didn't click mm. to me, but they kept it gliding. So I will keep gliding with them based on the first two episodes and there you go. Should you watch it? If you like the movie, I think you'd like the show. Mm. I really do. Okay. I can't speak on the books because I haven't read them. Um, if you like Pretty Little Vampires, there you go. You all know who you are. Yeah. So stop it. But this is good. <laughs> I do have to say it really is good. And uh, by the way, because I mentioned uh, two of the three principal actors, the other is Sam Reed. He plays Lestat. And I think the casting was very smart. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, guys, look at that. We got three for three. I think this may be week three where we end on a good note. So yeah, I'll have to mix this up. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to add on a nice, <laughs> nasty dug. We're going to have to end on a stinking breath drag. <laughs> <on here. laughs> be good, critic. It's the ho We're approaching the holiday season. Um, oh, please. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys, that is the this edition of Why Watch That. Um, yeah, until next time, there's a bunch of stuff. It's a bunch of stuff to watch. Thanks for joining us. For up-to-date info and to share what's on your watch list, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Why Watch That, and on Twitter at WWT Radio. Also, you can visit us at whywatchthat.com. And while you're at it, don't forget to go ahead and rate Why Watch That Radio on iTunes. Let's keep the conversation going.